The following podcast contains strong language and frank discussions of violence. Listener discretion is advised. Good morning, everybody. Just in time. Hey, 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 hey. What's up, Mike? Hello, murder amongst friends aficionados. Hello. Ooh, look at you dropping big words this mid-morning. <laughs> I was going to say this early in the morning, but it's, it's noon. But hey, is it noon or is it really 11? Because... Or is it one? one? Yeah. I don't know how time the time change works, and I don't think that we should do it ever again. Thank you. Goodbye. Uh, I don't think we will. I think this was the last one. I hope so. But longtime listeners of the program <laughs> will know Joanne's affinity for uh, hating math. Ugh. Yeah. I don't love... I can do math. I don't love to do math. It's no. not my fave. Yes. Well, we've got a... We got a whole nother. Yeah. Nope, don't. We, we, don't <laughs> we don't have that. We got a whole nother crazy episode for you nope. wacky kids. We have another sort of grab bag type episode where we just have a bunch of updates, but a lot of stuff is happening right now. Michael, are you old enough to remember grab bags? Like you would go into like a convenience store and they were yeah. 50 cents or a quarter. Yeah. It was just a little brown sandwich bag stapled shut and yeah. then you would With just get like get. random dumb shit in there like a piece of gum and a little plastic ring and like yes. one of those little bouncy ball things and do you remember that shit? Yes, I do. Oh my God. Why don't they do that anymore? You know what I would love? to Imagine you go into the dispensary and you're like, here's 10 bucks. Yeah. There's like, here's a grab bag, bag of ragtag items. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. Big kid grab bag. Yeah. Big kid grab bags. I want to have patent a party pending, just so I can... Patent pending. Patent pending. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's ours now. Thank you. <laughs> I literally want to have a party and just pass out like party party favor bags with just like weed and yeah. fucking shit like that and little nips. Yeah. You get a joint. You get yeah. a nip of vodka. Yeah. You get, you get a bouncy ball because everyone still loves a bouncy Everybody ball. Everybody wants a bouncy ball. Yeah. You get a ring pop. Especially when you're baked and drunk. Bouncy ball is going to be great. Candy cigarettes. Yeah, there you go. Oh, my God. All the old school stuff. Can't even get those anymore. No, you can't. I used to. Wait, did you get the ones that were like the hard white sugar that had the little red tip? Yes. Or did you get the ones that were actually a cylinder of gum wrapped in white paper and white powder? And when you blew into it, it looked like smoke was coming out the other side? I had the the sugar stick, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before... You can still get those. They're called sugar sticks. Lame. Uh, but they can't call them candy cigarettes. During carpool before Hebrew school, we would stop at a convenience store called Tedeschi's. If anybody's Massachusetts-based and has heard of Tedeschi's. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and we could get one snack before Hebrew school that was not the Sunday morning Hebrew school, the Wednesday night Hebrew school. Oh, you had to go to Hebrew school twice Two a times. Week. Two oh, times a week. Man. I would go back and forth between the candy cigarettes one week. The next week, I would get Andy Cap hot fries. Oh, God. I love <laughs> hot fries. I can't eat them anymore. I tried. I keep trying it. <laughs> I keep giving it a try. And I just can't do it. My poor little... I would suggest, Body is like, what are you doing? I would suggest you continue to try so when you fail, I can eat the, the rest. rest of them. Yeah. I know. All right. Well, I'll do my best for you, buddy. Well, that was, uh, I know we usually walk down the Catholic school memory <laughs> lane, but here's the Hebrew school memory lane for the candy <laughs> cigarettes. But Candy cigarettes, too. You're going to Hebrew school, kid. Hey, 
I was a bad boy. Listen, they were. (laughs) You were a bad boy, or you still are a bad boy. Too true. Well, Michael, uh, we have a lot to get through. We sure do. So let's get involved, shall we? Jump on in. Okay. Michael, uh, roughly 30 years ago in my home state of the state of Rhode Island and uh, Providence (laughs) Plantations. The island full of roads. The biggest little state in the union, if you will, Mike. Take that, Delaware. (laughs) (laughs) There was a suspicious death. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. On a Sunday in March, March 7th, 1993, to be exact, which is the year I graduated high school. And yes, uh, it was about 20 who, years before Michael was born. Yeah, depending on who you ask, before I was born <laughs> or not, I was 90 at the time. Right. Um, a woman by the name, uh, she was 30, which is weird because it was 30 years ago. Um, Lori Lee, nicknamed Sled Dog Malloy. Now, what do you think that is in reference to? I At first, I had no idea, but I have since found out. Okay. Sled dog. We'll get to that. We'll put a pin in sled dog. Let's put a pin in that. Um, was found deceased in her East Providence, Rhode Island apartment by the cops in her bathroom. Okay. As a result of a welfare check or something? Well, were they the cops were there in the first place, uh, yeah, because they got a call from her boyfriend to do a welfare check. Okay. Which, to me, is fucking odd. Why wouldn't you, if she's your girlfriend... Go Wouldn't look you yourself, just go yeah. check on your damn self, sir? No? Yeah. Why would you knock on a door of a home you live in to tell the person you live with some major life news? <laughs> and then they Who slam knows? the door, and yeah. as you put your hand up, yeah. the double-pane glass breaks. Uh, we digress. Yeah. This is another This is another one of those times where we're going to ask you to email us yeah. at mafpodcastshow at gmail.com <laughs> to find out what in the frig we're talking about. <clears throat> am I referencing somebody that I perhaps was considering dating? Yes, I am. Uh, no longer considering that, in part due to the story that Michael just dropped in. <laughs> okay, there's some issues with this, Mike, because the medical examiner ruled this a natural death. She was in her bathtub, you said, or her bed? Just in her bathroom. In her bathroom. She's 30, so young, okay. presumably healthy. Unlikely to have a natural cause that wasn't immediately identifiable. Right. By a it wasn't like she it wasn't a slip and fall like yeah. an, I mean again that would be accidental, not natural. Or like a massive aneurysm that got tossed out. Right. Like, Something like that. Medical examiner would have found that pretty easily. Right. Um but here's a few things that are completely odd. Her front door to the apartment was open. Open. Open or unlocked? Open. Open. Mhm. Um, the bathroom faucet was running, which mm. makes me think she was, you know, in the bathroom. Maybe she's getting ready in to wash, her, wash yeah. her hands. She's going to, maybe she just went to the bathroom. You know, maybe she's going to yeah. brush her teeth, whatever. And somebody who had a key or maybe the door was unlocked, came in, did something to her probably and ran out, left the door open in a hurry maybe. Yep. I mean, that's one yep. plausible uh, suspicion, I guess, right? It was open, but not forced open. Just open. open. Yep. No signs of forced entry, as they're fond of saying. No signs of forced entry, Michael. Um, Also suspicious about the scene was that there were two drinking glasses and some leftover food in the kitchen. Hmm. So, makes me think, like, uh, unless she's just a slob and just decided to leave her, you know, it was a a Saturday night meal. She left her drinking glass and her food, and then on Sunday she decided to have some more and then just left that. That doesn't make sense. Well, this was a glass that had... clearly she had a company of some sort. This was a glass that had water in it 
this is a glass that's going to have water and ice in it. You can't mix them. Right, no. Definitely not. Not a heathen. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, and the refrigerator was full of food. Hmm. But for some reason was unplugged. Now. Bizarre. Bizarre, to say the least. I'm uh, not a detective, Michael. <laughs> But if I had to fathom a guess, maybe the person unplugged the refrigerator thinking that the food would stink and it would mask the cover of the body as it was decaying. But then why leave the door open? And also, why draw attention to a smell anyway? People are going to complain about a smell, regardless I of what it is. I don't so. know. Maybe the person wasn't really thinking. They're in a frenzy. They and... killed somebody. They're not exactly right. thinking things through. But I don't know why you would then leave the door open. Right. Unless maybe the door had a wonky latch. And they shut it, but it popped open. I mean, that wouldn't make sense to leave leave the door open. I mean, the whole thing's wacky. Um, or they were going to use the fridge for something. Put the body in it eventually, but they got interrupted but and ran out. Why unplug it, though? Because they were going to have it to move it. Plugged? If they were going to have to move it. You think they were going to take all the food out, put her in put it, her and in then move it? Take it out. That's but crazy. got interrupted. I mean, he would have to be a psychopath to, well... He I killed mean, yeah. somebody again. Yeah, and I'm saying he because I, I, I'm going to guess it wasn't a woman that did this. But hey, you never know. Is there DNA on well, one of those glasses? She was also found naked. Okay. Which again makes me think maybe she was getting ready to get in the shower or something like that. Yeah. Um, she had fresh bruises on her upper thighs and arms, which to me suggests a struggle. Yeah. And there were literally clumps of her hair hmm. all around the apartment as if a struggle had taken place and somebody was just yanking her about the fucking head all over the place. Or she got sudden onset alopecia right before she died. <sighs> yeah, right. And her hair was just falling out in clumps. Yeah. She also oddly had hair between a few of her toes and laced into her fingers on one hand and what they were calling a, quote, bracelet of hair around her other wrist. So to me, she clearly was... Putting up a struggle. Yeah, fighting big time. Big time, yeah. Lest we forget, Mike, uh, this was 30 years ago, so forensics and DNA technology is nowhere near where we're at today, obviously, at this point. Right. And this is where it gets weirder for me. Okay. Uh, It was investigated as a homicide, and detectives put suspicious in their notations and stuff. Um, Yeah, it would be. And the police department took 14 pieces of evidence. And some of the evidence that they took, to me, is just that also odd. That doesn't seem like a lot. Well, some of the items included, quote, hair samples from a clump of light brown hair that was found in a shoe on top of a table by the front door. What? Now, <laughs> why the fuck there was a shoe on top of a table? With hair in it. Maybe there was, maybe it's a gym shoe. Maybe she... Maybe she puts him on that. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe like, he ran out of there like a cartoon character and just flipped his shoes up. Ran I don't out of know. his shoes. Maybe they were brand new. Maybe she was washing them. Maybe she was getting ready to donate them and left them by the door. I yeah. don't know, right? I mean, I'm Italian. You don't ever put shoes on a table. Uh, it's like 5 million percent bad luck. Um, well, as opposed I, to just being gross anyway. Yeah, I'm a germaphobe. You don't do that. Well, like I said, it could have been where they knew. Who knows? Who yeah, knows? Right. right. Maybe she bought them. They didn't fit her. Somebody gave them to her. They, she was donating them. We don't know. Yeah. Or maybe she was um, Italian, put the shoes on there, and this is her bad luck. Oh, don't say that. No, her last name's Malloy, so. Oh. No. Um, Irish. They also took a towel with mucus on it. Hmm. I don't have a theory for that one. It hit me up for with one of you. If anybody has a theory as to why there was a towel with mucus on it, uh, unless somebody used it to blow their nose on or coughed into or... Yeah. Uh, 
I don't. I don't know. Someone was sick at some it's point. Hers, his, yeah. his, the perpetrator. We don't know. Uh, they also took her bed sheets and comforter. That makes sense. Some infant clothing. That makes no sense. Uh, hair from the scene. Tons of sense. The drinking cups. Yeah, great. And they utilized a rape kit. Okay. At the time of her death, Lori had an 18-month-old daughter named Lauren Lee Malloy. So yeah. Lori Lee Malloy, Lauren Lee Malloy. Yeah. With a man named Thomas Kelly. A lot of Irish, uh, a lot of Irish people in <laughs> yeah. the story. She ended things with him roughly a year before her murder. And I read that Lauren was taken away from her father after her mother was murdered. Um, okay. I don't know if he had custody of the child once she died. Yeah. Or he had custody. But either way, yeah. the child was taken, taken from him. Um, but I don't know. I mean, who's to you say mean they he's... didn't want to leave it with somebody who was a person of interest, potentially? I, I mean, potentially. Because I was going to say, I mean, obviously he's not a great guy or why take the kid away. Right. Right. I'm not saying he's... The murderer, yeah, or as some people said today, the murderer, Michael. Who said that? Hmm, I wonder, <laughs> murderer. Um, but they took the, the the kid away. They took Lauren away. She, uh, Lori, also had a prior relationship with a man called John, nickname Scary Harry, ha- Harry, like Harry, Harry. Belafonte, okay. like Harry Truman, like that's not hair, not. Harry. You're a hairy beast. That's some so, bad hat, Harry. Yeah. John Scary Harry Mariano. Oh, boy. So uh, oh boy. I have to think that living in Rhode Island with a name like that 30 years ago, he probably wasn't you knew the some best guy in the world. Maybe he had some connections is he, all I'm he saying. He knew some people. He, if you wanted something, he could probably get it off the back of a truck. That's all I'm saying, Michael. Any, I don't know. Any relation to Boston Rob Mariano or I'm Survivor fame? speculating, <laughs> Michael. Um, who ended up in prison, as you can imagine, with a nickname like that? Uh, <laughs> eight months after they were married, he sent her a, he sent her mail from jail. Jail mail. Jail mail. Jail mail. LOL. Jail snail mail. LOL. <laughs> snail jail mail, Michael. Um, in which he told her, quote, that she could testify against him and see him in two years, or she could ask the state of Rhode Island to drop the charges and see him in six months. The choice is yours. Uh, he ended up staying in jail for two years. Okay. And then went on to violate a protective order. So also definitely not a great guy. <laughs> definitely not acting in a suspicious manner At whatsoever. All. Right. Um, now I know as we've discussed on the show previously, Michael, I'm not a medical examiner, nor am I a doctor, nor am I a detective, nay, even a lowly police officer. However, there is a brain in that head. Had I come upon the scene, I'm pretty sure I would have determined it was a fucking murder. (laughs) Okay. However, the medical examiner who did Lori's autopsy labeled it as a natural MOD manner of death. Caused by, quote, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Okay. Even though, within his own note-taking, he stated that Lori's heart lacked any major damage. That's not cardiomyopathy, then. Nor did he put in that literal chunks of her hair had been ripped out of her scalp. Yeah. Nor... The bruises. Did he describe the fact that she had a clean toxicology report. (sighs) But he did do something very fucking weird. And labeled her as a, quote, known cocaine user. With a clean tox screen, though. Which, to me, if she was a user of cocaine, that people knew that she was a known cocaine user. Well, because she was having for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, What'd you have for breakfast? (laughs) Cocaine? Uh, What'd you also have for lunch? Let me guess. (laughs) Was it cocaine? cocaine? (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, there might have been something in her blood unless she was clean at the time. Yeah. Okay, because I think cocaine maybe after three to five days. I don't think it stays in too long. I'm not uh, an expert. Do not quote me on that. But um, but I would assume if she did cocaine enough to put it in a goddamn autopsy report right. yeah. <laughs> that her heart might have shown some other damage. No, yeah. Michael? I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I mean, shit. Or her nasal cavity. Something. Or... <laughs> I mean, something, right? Best part about this medical examiner is that he ended up losing his license to practice in Rhode Island and Massachusetts for misdiagnosing cases. Oh. Lori's case, however, missed the cutoff for formal review by the Attorney General's office by a couple of months. <sighs> ah, red tape bullshit. I mean, if you're going to call all of their cases into question, I mean, you should call all of their cases into question. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'm in 100% agreement. Um. Okay, because of the ME's report, the East Providence Police Department incorrectly closed the homicide investigation because of the natural manner of death provided by so sure the ME's office. So, so they were eager to do that anyway. Just to, Well, they thought it was suspicious. They thought it was a murder. They said yeah, it was so a murder. Yeah, so they should have gone back, because I've seen it before, where they go back and say, just at least put it undetermined so I can continue to investigate. Right. Well, they didn't, and so just a total fuck up. Yeah, so I mean, as we've covered many times on on this show wanting to do their job isn't always high on the list of cops so right. if they're like oh all right close it there's another one off the board we're gonna jump ahead mike oh no to august 2020 our favorite year whoa uh the rhode island cold case unit received new information that caused them to look into this case the following february Lori's family with her now adult daughter, Lauren, leading the charge, requested a copy of the autopsy report. And clearly, Michael, yeah, it, they challenged the natural it, cause of death with the Rhode Island Department of Health. Some questions remain. Right. The following month, a different ME, someone who's not a total piece of shit, scam artist, <laughs> yeah. confirmed that Lori did not, in fact, die of hypertrophic cardiomyopathy and that there was, quote, no obvious natural or unnatural reason that she died. Okay, now no obvious unnatural reason gives me pause because if it unless it's something like a stab wound, or I think a that they I think that they meant sort of like her head wasn't bashed in, she wasn't stabbed twenty five times. But you know, could she have been asphyxiated or something? Yeah. But it wasn't. You know, you couldn't see it. I guess maybe by eye. I guess. I mean, but there's there's a constellation of things that you look for to get well, yeah. throttling, to get right. garroting, to get asphyxiation. Right. So They're I, all pretty obvious because even in the 90s, we knew what they were. Right. I so, mean, I'm not an Emmy, as we've stated. I mean, perhaps they drowned her with all of the stuff that was still running. There'd be fluid in her lungs. Right. If well, they choked her, she'd have petechial hemorrhaging. We will. Her hyoid bone would be broken. I know these things, and I am not a medical examiner either. Well, let's continue. Okay. It was suggested that her body be exhumed and that they redo the entire case. Yeah. No shit. No shit. So this new medical examiner basically was like, yeah, what the fuck is this? <laughs> this is nuts and completely incorrect, and he 100% disputed the prior autopsy results. A few months later, East Providence Police found the original investigation reports back from 93... And the Surprise they had him. RIDOH determined that all the previous evidence collected was still viable for testing, which is fucking amazing. Wow. I know. That's crazy. Didn't get chucked. Or... I can't believe it. Yeah. But what a stroke of luck. 
However, oh man, just when you thought it would move forward, Michael, I, I was getting optimistic. I here. was too. In September 2021, the assistant attorney general believed there was no reason to reopen the case, which to me is what the fuck are you smoking? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Republican. How about the fuck are you doing? Was it Alan Fong? I don't, I don't know. In my opinion, get another fucking job because you clearly yeah, you don't, don't know what do you're your talking job. about. Yeah. Um, but it was at this point that in November. Her case was brought to the public eye by local RI journalists, um, which definitely, as we all know, helps get the ball rolling when the public starts putting that pressure yeah. on these fucking morons who don't know uh, what day it is, apparently. Yeah. So again, we've done this, we've asked for this in the past, but if there's any local cases, like the Kateri Dahl thing that we right. did a couple of weeks ago, uh, obviously we're not the biggest thing out there, but right. any any attention we yeah. can draw is, is good attention. So. I, I agree. I agree. Um, we actually just heard from somebody who's a Hunter Moore survivor uh, yesterday. Oh. So, um, yeah, any 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 attention we can draw, there may be other people out there that have gone through similar things to you. So we'll, uh, you know, email us if there's something like this that you want to bring attention to. Well, by March of 2022... A forensic pathology specialist at the family um, has obtained. Yeah. Um, at their out own of, expense, of course. Out of New York City, a big city mouse, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Country mouse, city mouse, Michael. Reviewed the case and stated the following, quote, cause of the manner of death is, is unclear after 30 years. Yeah. The listed cause of death, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, was not supported by any description in the autopsy. <laughs> the reason for Lori's congested lungs at the time of death did not have a reasonable explanation. Ooh, congested lungs. Right. Hmm. So did someone hold her down and sit on her until yeah. she couldn't breathe? Yeah. Okay, we don't know. Is that the mucus she was coughing up? Maybe she coughed up mucus and they wiped it off her face with a towel, towel. and threw it on the floor. Yeah. Okay. Because um, if your lungs are in that much distress, it's going to try to clear out anything, anything and everything that's, that's going in on. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, that the availability of any residual or slides should be reviewed from a forensic pathologist's perspective. Yeah. And finally, he concluded that the circumstance of Lori's death should be investigated and or reinvestigated. Yes. So after these findings, the Rhode Island State Police basically told the Attorney General's office to fuck off <laughs> and let us investigate the case which is what is happening at this point. All right. And hopefully this family gets some closure and whoever did this, if they're still alive, because who knows, Michael, with the type of lifestyle and uh, the nicknames of these guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of them's probably her killer and they could be in jail or dead at this point. So who knows? Yeah. Um, but one last little tidbit before we move on. Lori's yeah. nickname, Sled Dog. I was just about to Which ask. is completely unique. Um, you don't hear that every no. day comes from her reported love of actual sled dogs from her travels to Alaska in the 80s. Oh, okay. Apparently she learned how to ride the sleds and do the whole mush and all, all that. All right, all right. Uh, and she was called Sled Dog or Sleddy. So Sleddy. that's where that comes okay. from. Uh, it's a better, Lord, better explanation than I was anticipating. I, I didn't know where it was coming from. And, you know, I could a lot like wildly speculate, but yeah. who the hell knows. Um, but the Malloy family is super hopeful that they'll get justice, as I think the rest of us are as well. And one of the reasons that they're so hopeful, Michael, is that with DNA technology being what it is, mm, yeah, 
and the Lady of the Dunes finally being identified. Ah, yes. It seems pretty likely, with all the evidence still being viable to be tested, that they're going to get a positive outcome in this case. And we're all going to keep our fingers crossed. And obviously we'll follow that since we are local. And now I shall turn it over to my best friend and resident bad boy. <laughs> With my candy cigarettes. <laughs> Joni Boney Maroney's ex-love. Oh, boy. Michael. Well, interesting that you bring up the Lady of the Dunes. Ah, so interesting. What a segue. Yes. Totally coincidental. Almost professional. <laughs> Now, The Lady of the Dunes, for people who may not remember, is not the 1964 Japanese movie Women of the Dunes, uh-huh. uh, which is really good, by the way. <coughs> Nerd! Shut uh. up. The <laughs> uh, Lady of the Dunes was this unidentified, nearly decapitated body that was found on Cape Cod back in the 70s. Or uh, on the Cape, or up the Cape, or down the Cape. Down the Cape. You know, depending you never, on where you're coming you, from, Michael. You always go down the Cape. Never well, I don't. Cape. I would have to go... Up the Cape. You'd never go up the Cape. I can't say down the Cape. It's north. Doesn't matter. Well. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We're about to go down the Cape. It's east for me, and I still say down, down the, Cape. the Cape. Cool. This is the case that most people would probably be familiar with because there was a rumor in the early days of the internet that this victim appeared in the background of the 1975 Steven Spielberg classic, Jaws. Jaws. I don't want to say 1975 was a banner year for milestones, but let's not forget Jaws and SNL and myself oh, oh, came was, into the world and made it the, a better place. I was waiting for the third <laughs> So for all of this time, she's been ident- unidentified, couldn't match it to any missing persons reports, couldn't figure out fingerprints. DNA obviously wasn't a thing back then. So all of this time, since the 70s, this woman has just been known as the Lady of the Dunes. Well, last week, we got an ID. And this was done using what caught the Golden State Killer. and Like genealogical. Familial DNA. DNA. Genealogical is what I meant to say. Yes. And also familial. And I don't know why, and this happened to me last week on the show, <laughs> my brain decides to think of two words at the exact same time yeah. and then intermingle them. Yeah. And then I sound like I'm having an on-air stroke. I mean, at least you're doing it on air and it will clear <laughs> me of any wrongdoing. <laughs> will it, though? Well. I'll find a way to frame you I mean, as I'm dying. That's already been. It's already been established. Yeah, it's already been created. It's already set in motion. Don't worry about it. So, the Lady of the Dunes has been identified as a woman named Ruth Marie Terry, and strangely, she is from Tennessee. What are you doing down the Cape, ma'am? Yeah, she also went down the Cape from Tennessee. <laughs> now, also curious, mm-hmm. for having not been reported missing, Ruth married a man a few months before she was killed. Hey, now, let me speculate here for a momento. Uno, momento, por favor. Get after it. Her and her husband get married. Yeah. Maybe she doesn't know him that well. Yeah. I don't know what the circumstances are. Right. They go on a belated honeymoon. Sure. Down the Cape. Yeah. In the summer. Maybe they're waiting for the summer to come so they can go on a nice honeymoon. Yeah. Something happens. He fucking strangles her or whatever. And because they're from Tennessee. Yep. He jets. Yeah. And that's it. And here we are today. And what does he tell He's his in-laws? He's not going to report anybody. Yeah. She 
You know what he's going to fucking say? She ran off with another man. Yeah. yeah. Like what they always say when women go missing, Michael, don't get me riled <laughs> up. Well, this guy that she married is dead now. Oh, well, how convenient. He was a man by the name of Guy Rockwell Muldaven, or Guy. Don't Rockwell. like it. I don't like it. Now, I'm just going to call him Guy because it's more pretentious and stupider. Okay. Uh, so Guy was born October 27th. 1923. So he's in his 50s. He's 50... Don't don't tell me. 52. No. Yes. 52. Well, in 1975, it would have been 52. 52. That's what... What math did you think I was doing, bitch? I don't know. Totally normal. Not suspicious at all. He's got some aliases. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Also going by the name Raul Guy Rockwell. What? And Guy Maldivan Rockwell. He also oh, no. is suspected in the deaths of his no. second wife no. Come and on. her daughter in 1960. What? Her daughter? Yes. Child or adult? Daughter. Uh, child. Oh, my gosh. Ruth also is known by many other names. What? What is happening? Terry Marie Vizina. Okay. Was she married prior? or? And Terry Shannon. What? Okay. Well, I need a... She was 37 when she was killed in 1974. I need some aliases. I've got my maiden name, my married name, and my... Stage name. Stage name. Yeah. Maybe I need yeah, a Yeah, we need like I need, associates. I need, a few, I need like a You few. need like a sled dog. I, like, I need something. I need... Or a scary Harry. I need something. Yeah. My, my nicknames don't strike the fear yeah. like properly, I think. You know? I need something that's... Yeah. You know? <laughs> don't do that. Uh... Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna Whoa. keep doing that click. Uh, so she was thirty seven when she was killed, and she was killed by a blow. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just I just thought of your nickname. We're gonna take that off air just Strockets. so it doesn't stick. No, <laughs> Michael Sprockets. Let's nope, go. Not Mike Myers. <laughs> she was left in the sand dunes in Provincetown, uh, which is on the the tip of the Cape. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> The DA for the Cape and the Islands, Michael O'Keefe, said that Guy or Raul or whatever you want to call him, right. there was an association between the two in other states. So Massachusetts and Tennessee. So it's not out of... Okay, so maybe they had family yeah. or, or at least a, a acquaintance. Yeah. Okay. Now they're doing their best to put the two of them together in Massachusetts and specifically in Provincetown. So they're trying to reconstruct this 48, because right. it was 1974, uh, year old stuff with two dead people. Right. So back to Raul, Guy, whatever, uh, and his being suspected of the deaths of his second wife and daughter. Yeah. This was in Seattle, Washington. Oh, this guy gets around, huh? In 1960. And that was a story that was written in the Erie, Pennsylvania Times. So He's all over the place. This guy, Papa was a rolling stone. <laughs> Michael. He, he left Seattle but was arrested by the FBI in Brooklyn in December oh, of 1960. Jesus Christ, he's hitting all four. He's like corner to corner. Yeah. He's like, I'm all over it, baby. And he was charged with unlawful flight. To avoid giving testimony relating to, quote, mutilation of human remains. Oh, geez. So he not only prob- most yeah. likely probably killed them and then mutilated them after? Moldavan also faced larceny charges 
for swindling his third wife's family <laughs> out of $10,000. Around the time his second wife went missing. Okay, okay. Is Ruth his fourth wife? At least. I don't know if he waited 14 years between all of these marriages. Holy Jesus Christ. So this guy is just... He's the con man, basically, it seems like. He's just he's going the, from place to place. He's the Swindler. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. And back, I'm he's sure, the back in the day tend to swindler. Yeah. And I'm sure that 10K that he took from his third wife's family was so he could jet, jet after the hell killing, out of there after, after killing, killing the, the other one. Oh, my goodness. He was convicted in 1970, uh, 1961 yeah. on those charges and sentenced to no more than 15 years. In March, so he's convicted on the swindling charges or the, the, the mutilation fleeing. of the fleeing? The fleeing to avoid testimony relating to mutilation of human You can remains. get 15 years for just not testifying? Holy shitballs. Okay. Well, fleeing. Well, I mean, I guess you can testify and just no comment yourself. Yeah. So it was a maximum of 15 years. And that happened in 1961. Okay. In March 1962... Yeah. A judge suspended the sentence provided he repay the money. No. So they let him out. It sure did. In five minutes. Yes. Okay. Um, the current district attorney said that investigators are now looking into whether murder charges were ever filed against Moldavin in connection with the deaths of his second wife and her daughter. Right. They're asking cops in Seattle, do you have anything on this? Yeah. Since it's from the it, 60s. Yeah. It's going to probably be hard to find, but they're looking. Oh, I hope they fucking... Oh, I can't wait to hear the rest of this fucking story as it unfolds. Yeah. So in the summer of 1974, a 12-year-old girl and her parents were walking through the dunes here, and that's when they found the handless and nearly headless body of who is now known as Ruth Marie Terry. Imagine not only finding a body. Yes. But finding a body that... The murderer went to such great yep. lengths yeah. to make sure she was never yeah. identified. And what's the only way back in the 70s that people knew you could be identified? Fingerprints. Fingerprints or your face, Michael. Yep. <laughs> or so, your face, yeah. Michael. So blow to the head. Did they ever find her and, hands or head? Uh, her, she was nearly decapitated. She wasn't <laughs> ah. actually, but she was hurt pretty bad. Right. Oh, Jesus uh, I don't know if they ever found her hands, though. Terry's identity was discovered using investigative genealogy. Which, obviously, is kind of all the rage these days. She was born in Tennessee in 1936 and was a daughter, sister, aunt, wife, and mother. So why nobody reported her missing or why nobody reported her missing to the point where things got connected. Okay, but maybe she... She had connections in California, Massachusetts, and Michigan, and obviously Tennessee as well. Okay, but maybe she was like... A free spirit and her family and friends knew her to be flighty and kind of go on a whim and you know you see it happen Michael people leave their families and join a cult and they never talk to them again they give up everything for a new life or whatever who knows it is possible but the pictures that you would see of Ruth Marie Terry there's not a lot of them like a tight-knit family or like well they're all just of her there's nobody with her there's one of her and a dog that she's cuddling pretty aggressively but she just looks like your typical 60s woman she doesn't seem like she would again I'm taking a lot on assumption here Mm -hmm. um, but she just looks like the kind of person that 
Okay, could but probably be manipulated a little bit. Sixties and yeah. the '70s, Michael, were a maelstrom yeah. of shit going it's on true. in the country. It's true. Drugs. Yeah. Civil unrest. War. Yeah. Cool. They, what is it good for? <laughs> and if they couldn't tie her to Zodiac, free or love, somebody hippies. Else, yeah. Let's travel and like protest and who knows? Yeah, she had the misfortune of being found on the East Coast, not the West. I and, mean, yeah. Now. Was the was the dunes? Did they think that that's where she was murdered, or was that a secondary that dump had, it site? Was, it had to be a secondary site because there's never been, to my recollection of this story, and I've been familiar with it for decades. Obviously, there's there wasn't an overabundance of blood, and mm-hmm. if you're giving somebody that aggressive a head injury and cutting off taking their hands. their hands off, even post mortem when the heart's no longer pumping, there's going to be leakage of that blood. Yeah. Um, so unless, I mean, she was left there for a while. So if it all like seeped into the sand. That's what I was going to say. What if it seeped into the um, sand? It rained maybe in between. Yeah. So it's possible, but I've always been under the impression that this was a dump site, not the murder site. But but I mean, who knows? Because let's not forget, is this a different case that I'm, am I conflating two cases here are you conflating lisk i'm thinking of the fact that if if i'm remembering didn't someone report maybe seeing a man lying on a blanket with her or am i thinking of the man yeah i don't think that i don't know the man who was left on like a beach I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know if it's this. So I'm wondering if, like, maybe they were laying on the beach and maybe they had a couple of drinks and then maybe it got to be nighttime and maybe he murdered her and then left her there. Because how are you going to take a body that the head is basically dangling off with hands, without hands, we don't know, mm -hmm. carrying it into the fucking dunes on Cape Cod, which, unless he left her there in the winter, which... It was the summer of 1974. Okay, so like, you know, it's not like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody's around. You're on Cape Cod in the summer. There's people around no matter what time of day or night it is. Yeah. Doing all manner of things, I think we all know. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're carrying a body with the head almost hanging off? I mean, I don't know. So that's why, who knows? Maybe they were... Yeah. Maybe they were resting on the beach, Michael. Maybe they were fornicating on the beach, Michael. Yeah, it we could don't have been know, it right? could have it could have been a three AM dump and somebody would have still been there. It's not That's know, what I'm saying. There's always yeah. someone around, right? Yeah. So who knows? Such a mystery. I mean, they were on Cape Cod for some of it, so maybe the excitement of Jaws filming kind of fucked everything up. Maybe. Um but yeah, so we'll keep an eye on it to see what truth is revealed now that we actually have an identity. Um, but the Lady of the Dunes has officially been identified as Ruth Marie Terry, so good to finally give her her name back. Fucking science, baby. Yep. Love it. I love it so much. What do you got for me next? Well, Michael, uh, we would be remiss if we did not cover this on the show. We need Are to you talk- taking me down the hill? Taking you down the hill, Mike. Oh, boy. We need to talk about the Indiana Delphi murders. Yes, we do. Okay. For those of you who don't know, and I don't know where you've been. Uh, we have mentioned it in passing. We have, yeah. But also, I mean, it's such a big case yes. that everybody should know about it. But just in case you don't, five years ago on February 13th, 2017, two teen girls, 14-year-old 
Liberty Libby German and 13-year-old Abigail Abby Williams went for a hike in their respective neighborhood and they were never seen alive again. Right. We've all heard the story, Michael. We've all been following it and there's finally been an arrest. Hooray! There's kind of a lot to get through in this case. I'll try to go through it as quick as possible just because I know we are covering a lot today. Um, On February 13th, the girls were dropped off in an area near the Monon, that's M-O-N-O-N, Monon High Bridge, where they were hiking around, being teenagers, walking along the bridge, making Snapchat videos, you know, et cetera, as you do. Just being 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 teen girls. girls. Exactly. A couple of hours later, when they were supposed to be picked up, they never showed up. Um, and their families reported them missing around 5.30 p.m., which I believe they were supposed to be picked up at 5. So just about a half an hour later, this family is like, these yeah. families are on it. Yeah. They're not waiting fucking two years. 48 hours, yeah. Like Harmony, Montgomery's mom oh and all that, God. okay? They're 30 minutes later, they're like, no, there's something wrong. And if you listened to that episode from uh, our last episode and you haven't looked at the images on, on Twitter or Instagram of Cairo and and Harmony... Oh, my oh, goodness. They're just... And Lola, for that matter, yeah. too. Oh, they're just adorable, uh, and yeah. uh, it's just heartbreaking and, and, and makes me fucking want to spit nails. Yeah. The day after the girls went missing, their bodies were found less than a mile from the bridge that they were hanging out at. Yeah. And this is the part that frustrates literally anyone <laughs> who is attached to yes. the case or who's heard of the case or who's been following the case. Yes. On... February 15th, so two days after they went missing. Yep. Video taken by Libby on yes. her cell phone showed a man walking across the bridge toward toward Libby and Abby. Yep. And it's been said that there's... Lumbering more than walking. Yes, yeah, shuffling. He yeah. had a particular sort of gait. Yeah. There's roughly 43 to 45 seconds of video on her phone, but the police have only released three seconds of this video, which is making me fucking nuts, as you can imagine. Yeah, and I think... If you add those three seconds together with the amount of times that we've watched it collectively, we've spent hours looking at this right. clip. Right. I mean, release the rest of it. Yeah. I, every, I think everybody in the world is like, what the fuck is on the rest of this, yeah. this video? Okay. Yeah. Well, they released a tiny clip and you can hear the man saying, quote, guys down the hill. And we've all seen it on guys down the hill, guys down, down the, the hill, hill, guys yeah. down the hill. Right. They just played it on a loop. Yep. It's not a, it's not overly aggressive. It's not yelling. It's <clears> not weirdly accented it's just guys down the hill guys down the hill very straightforward very calm the man is somewhat stocky yep he's wearing a particular hat sort of like a what you would what i would call almost like a one of those irish page boy caps um a blue jacket looks like maybe a brown sweatshirt or something sticking out underneath and jeans and boots which in indiana is pretty much every guy you come across uniform (laughs) but this is a really small town yeah. And in my opinion, I'm I'm beyond frustrated because someone had to recognize this fucking piece of shit, Mike. And like, don't once, tell me. You're yeah. not going to tell me. Like, nobody, I mean. Well, and, once you say who this guy is, it becomes even more. Because if I'm just living in a town right. of a few thousand people, right. the lifestyle that I lead, majority of people wouldn't necessarily know me right. in that town. Now, if I had a particular job. Right. Where I was basically part of the community yeah. and interacted with a lot of people. Pretty much the entire community. Yeah. A lot of people I would expect to be able to kind of 
go roughly I'm describe not sure me. if that's mike my neighbor but yeah. it kind of looks like a maybe check them out yeah right so let's see let's get some more detail well so i can stop being cryptic about i'm it. ecstatic obviously that libby was smart enough to get a recording yeah. something about what was going on triggered her to go let me this fucking take right. a video yeah. something's weird right and the police right. are hailing her as a hero yeah, for being smart is. enough to do this she 100 okay? is she solved her own crime this man this anonymous man, we'll call him, and I'm doing air quotes, air quotes because you're not yeah. going to fucking tell me that someone doesn't know who this guy is or that plenty of people know who he is, whatever. Yeah, anyway, right. he was named a person of interest a few days, uh, and a few days later, Libby's grandpa pleads with the public to review the still images and the audio saying, quote, if you think it could be, but then say, no, he's not like that, go with your initial instinct and let law enforcement run that information and make the determination. Yep. In other words, even if you think it could possibly be, but you don't want to get someone in trouble, yeah. step the fuck up. Yes. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> Mike, you know, we watched all every documentary, everything we could get our hands on, we watched it, and I was fucking screaming at yeah. the television, okay, it, in frustration. Yeah. Because... The passage of time did nothing to dull No, it didn't diminish my <laughs> rage and fury. I'm still fucking livid, even yes. though we know we've had an arrest. Let's, let's, let's yeah. just keep going. A few months later, a composite sketch was released with the description coming from someone who's believed to have seen a man in the area. Yeah. Right. The perpetrator is described as having, quote, a prominent nose and a goatee, wearing a cap and a hooded sweater, looks like he has reddish brown hair between five foot six and five foot ten, and weighs between one eighty and two twenty. That's pretty fucking specific. It's also, as far as men go, pretty generic though. <laughs> well, the reddish brown hair. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. Not too many people have reddish hair. And it is slightly, slightly like generic, average but... Average size, average, a little above average build. Goatee, wearing a particular yeah. type of hat, though. Yeah, right. Okay, maybe in Indiana a lot of people wear trucker hats. But we I have don't know. the voice. That's the thing. You've the voice got and the body. The voice, the body, the outfit, and the gait, Michael. Yeah. I'm... It's plenty. going to start losing <laughs> my shit, for lack of a better word. Two years later, two years later, in April 2019, a new sketch is released, completely different from the first one. Yeah, that was... This guy looks like a fucking teenager. Yeah. Nothing like the video at all, okay? In my opinion, this could have derailed the whole entire fucking case. It did, probably, for a little while. outrageous. It's not even close. And I just feel like... It just frustrated people more. And yeah. again, let's release more of the video, shall yeah. we? Yeah. But no, for some reason, the police are keeping this so tight to the chest. I don't even know if the family saw the whole video. I don't think they did. And people are, are speculating that there's something so heinous on there. I think for 45 seconds, I can't imagine he was able to close the distance and do something that terrible. Right. That it's on there. I think it's literally just holdback evidence that he says something that they're going to use to verify that this is actually the person or whatever. So, there's something going on and I want to fucking yeah. know what it is. It's making me nuts. I've lost sleep yeah. over it. I can't imagine that there's something on there so heinous that we'll never see this footage. It has to come out. Somebody please leak it. I don't know. Something. Something. But uh, yeah. let's keep going. December 2021. Right. It came to light that a somewhat... I want to say somewhat local 
because uh, he lives about 60 miles from where this happened. Yeah. A pedophile piece of fucking garbage named Keegan Klein had been catfishing young girls using... Not Jewish. <laughs> Keegan Klein. Um, had been catfishing young girls using a photo of a yeah, pretty pretty buffed out like 25-ish year old guy like me like a like a justin bieber type yeah to get these young girls to skinny muscles skinny muscles yeah yeah suggestive or nude photos of Of themselves themselves. he was using an account called anthony underscore shots first of all go fuck go fuck yourself um let's clarify mike he's never been named a suspect in the murder but he And what does he have to do with this story? But I he wonder. air quote coincidentally Weird. Air quotes coincidentally had been communicating with Liberty yeah. previously under the Anthony Schatz profile as close to a day prior to mm. when the girls went missing, Michael. Sus. This son of a bitch Very sus indeed. This Filia di Putan <laughs> was arrested on thirty charges, including and related to child exploitation pornography of a child and child solicitation Hmm. based on evidence found when they did a search of his grimy indiana home in 2017 he's still in jail for those charges currently working his way through the system as we like to call it i'm sure the the tech who had to go through his hard drive is haunted i'm sure he's got a taste in his mouth he can never uh, let go of but in february of this year 2022 the five-year mark of the girl's death came and went, and only very recently, Michael, a break in the case. Breaking news. Breaking news. On October 28th of this year, a man by the name of Richard Allen. Dick Allen. Dick Allen was taken into custody for the murders of Libby and Abby. Where did this come from? Richard Allen is the local overnight manager and... Pharmacy technician at the CVS in the middle of town. So basically Mm. right in the hub of town, right in the middle of downtown. So a place where a lot of people would go. A lot of people interact interact with this guy. A lot of people would recognize his voice, maybe his face, his build, his gait. Yeah. Now, I have some tenuous connections with the old ACVS. Uh, I've got some pharmacy techs mm-hmm. as associates. What up? And friends. Yeah. What up, you guys? Um, you know who you are. So when I heard this, boy, did I contact each and every one of them and go, I've got to keep my fucking eye on you guys from now on. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did. So, I mean, this guy works to see, I mean, he knows what fucking meds you're on, Mike. Yeah. I mean, come on. So... You know, who who knows? And don't tell me. You're not you're not going to tell me, Michael, that nobody his wife didn't recognize this motherfucker. Can I ask you the a question? The voice or whatever, Michael? No one? His his family didn't recognize him? Can I ask you a question? Come the fuck on. What? That, that you may not know. Does he have a reputation in town for being a bit of a uh, a bruiser or a hothead? Here's or, the thing like people I are afraid of him, maybe? I don't know. I don't know that. Yeah. But Because if everybody in town is like Dude, it's Dick, but I ain't saying nothing because he's gonna fucking kill me. I, I I don't know. I mean, but then the cops would have known him too, though. He know? would have been known to the cops, and yeah. from from if what he I had that reputation. Right. On Halloween of this year, he was formally arrested and charged. This bitch ass raping, murdering son of a bitch is Added. of course pleading 
not, not guilty. guilty. Another reason why Halloween's the best day of the year. Mm. And the police are making it extremely evident that the case is still open and outgoing. They yeah. are still taking tips yeah. and digging into stuff with speculation being that they're looking for accomplices yeah. that might have either helped in the murder at the time uh, that helped him and, cover up afterwards. Because don't, again, don't yeah. tell me <laughs> nobody recognized this motherfucker. Okay? Um, there's also speculation that perhaps they're looking for other victims. Other victims. And you have to imagine if she has the wherewithal, if Libby has the wherewithal to record this stuff, mm-hmm. if there's just him, even if he somehow gets them down the hill under false pretenses mm-hmm. and their radar's not going off fully yet, mm-hmm. even though it's gone off enough to record, once he starts doing something, if there's not someone else there, one of them is trying to make an escape. Right. One of them is trying to get out of there. I mean, unless somehow he had a weapon. Yeah. Maybe he had a gun on him. Who knows? But yeah. Who knows, right? Maybe it's Indiana. That's, maybe that's part of what they're holding back. Maybe. Maybe he takes the gun out on video. Maybe. And just because they weren't shot, right. the fact that a gun they was involved. They don't want to put that out because then. Right. Because they haven't released how they were actually killed. They still haven't released right. those details. There's, which is which is nuts if you think about yeah. it. For how to long has this been going on? that back for five years? Yeah. For how long has this been going on for nobody to let it slip? Well, everyone's ready to press forward. Yeah. A pre-trial date has been set for January 13th, 2023, and the trial date for March 20th, 2023, which is like almost an unheard of yeah, we are quick hitting, turnaround. We are hitting the ground running. Like, in my opinion. That means that the district attorney has had this case ready to go. Ready to fucking go. They want <laughs> to nail this fucking guy ASAP. Yeah, they were in, just waiting for a name to fill in on oh, all of these I'm here for documents. It. Yeah. Um, some other information regarding this case that is notable, and we should probably bring it up. Yep. There's a photo circulating, basically a selfie of Dick fucking Allen and his wife, wife in a local bar with a picture of the first composite sketch behind him. The correct one. Right behind him, Michael. Yeah. The owner of the bar clearly remembers the couple sitting in front of the sketch and openly and vigorously discussing the case amongst themselves yep. and with others. Now... Me, I'm thinking this this guy's enjoying the secret thrill. He this knows is, he's a killer. He knows he's getting away with it. He's yeah. he's openly parading around. I don't want to say he's mocking the situation, but he pretty much is mocking. They're taking yeah. a fucking selfie this in is, front of the composite sketch that looks just like him. This is Gary Ridgway shit. This is Gary Ridgway going to the cop bars and listening to where they are in the Green River case. And that's the pleasure. That's more pleasure, I think, that he got than actually killing these yeah, women. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hiding in plain sight, and yeah. this guy is getting a sick fucking thrill off of it. Which, if you want a ridiculous true crime show to just get obsessed with in plain sight... Michael, don't fuck... The, no, not you. This oh, is okay. a, for, <laughs> like, for the audience. Why are you winding me yeah, up? Yeah, no, okay. for the audience. Because the reconstructions, like the, the acting and the writing, the talking heads that they have, it's so over the top and just so... You will watch the show for hours. Yeah. It's like a train wreck. Like, you yeah. can't look away, but it's... it's Yeah. In Plain Sight and Deadly Women are my two personal favorites. <laughs> well, you do love Deadly Women. I'll sure give do. you that. I sure do. Um, there's also a video, Michael, that's been circulating of his wife kind of playfully sneaking up on him, like videoing him like she's going to surprise him with a kiss or scare him, whatever. Yeah. And he's sitting in a vehicle and he's looking at a tablet or a little laptop or whatever, and when he realizes she's videoing him... And she startles him. He slams it closed. Uh Uh-oh. Well, to me, Michael, 
if my husband slams something close like that, you're guilty. What are you looking at? Child porn? Are you looking at information about the case? What are you hiding from your wife, first of all? Uh, so you're clearly a sketchbox <laughs> of the highest degree. Even more infuriating is information coming out that a family member of the girls went into the CBS to print out photos of the yeah. girls to have at the funeral. As yeah. you do, you see, you know, they have these yeah. boards of boards, pictures yeah. of the of the family and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Collages well, Richard, or, yeah, yeah, collage, right? A memory collage. Richard Allen, this pezza de merde, processed the photos. Uh, that's a piece of shit for anybody who doesn't speak the language. Um, and he gave them to the family at, quote, no charge. Oh, how nice of him. What a magnanimous, yeah. benevolent <laughs> sort of gent we've got here. Um, there's also been speculation that he helped in the search and he was probably at the funerals. I guarantee. Okay. Yeah. Personally... And I know... This is textbook bullshit behavior. Like, he should have been caught well before now. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that there's a lot of coincidence when it comes to crime. Although, as we all know, Mike, yeah. uh, it does happen. It does happen. Despite got... my protestations, it I know, does happen. But you've got this Keegan Klein pedophile, right? Yes. Who literally talked to the girls the day before they were murdered. Let's not gloss over the fact he only lived six, so it was about an hour away. Yeah. Okay? As the crow flies, as they <laughs> say. Um, so not impossible, but... But improbable that maybe he had a physical hand in committing the murder. But he does admit to talking to Libby. He's denied from the beginning he had anything to do with the girl's deaths. He was, however, Uh given a polygraph. And you know how I feel about polygraphs? Yes. How I feel about polygraphs. I'm obsessed with them. But obviously you can't use them in court, but whatever. He asked if he caused the girl's death directly. He was asked if he knew who caused their death or if he had a hand in causing their death. He answered... No. no. Negatory to all of those. Right. And he failed all of those. Whoops. Um, now, as we all know, in the kitty fiddler community, <laughs> these guys stick together. It's so maybe no they're weird online kids. friends. Maybe Dick Allen and Keegan Klein are in some weird dark web fucking... Maybe they share the Anthony Schatz profile. Maybe they do. Who knows, right? Not me. Maybe they somehow were working together and lured the girls down there. I don't know, but... Yep. Uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Right. The police, uh, for their part, have said that the scene of the two girls that they came upon when they came upon the bodies was one of the most horrific and gruesome Mm -hmm. that they had ever seen. Now, this, to me, I mean, what could possibly... I mean, this makes your imagination go nuts. I mean, it's Indiana. It's not like they've never seen murders before, okay? And pretty pretty bad ones. Um, So this is crazy, but there was apparently copious amounts of blood leading people to the speculation that their throats were slit. Um, Which, again, the perpetrator is going to be drenched in blood. Nobody saw anything. Or was he behind them? But he's moving them. He's staging them. Did he cut the throats after he staged them? No, there wouldn't be as much blood if it was post-mortem. The heart needs to be pumping to... Well, it's still going to pump for a minute. You know, it's still going to pump for a bit. I mean, you're still going to... Yeah, it's going to be thready and weak. And you know, like, you're going to get some. I mean, if yeah. who knows, maybe he, I, yeah, maybe we'd have to throat to the point of almost yeah. decap. Who knows? We'd, we'd have to see the blood evidence. Maybe he strangled them, went behind them, slit the throat, posed them. I don't know. Still posed them while they were unconscious. Then who knows, right? The girls were both raped. Uh, and their bodies staged in a manner that was, quote, disturbing, if I had to guess. Probably some type of sexual positioning, which makes me want to fucking 
throw up and slit this fucking guy's throat, but I digress. Let's not go down that path because I may be committed because people will think I'm a fucking maniac. Um, Which, that's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. Also, That is not relevant to these proceedings. Right. Let's just leave that out. Also notable, um, the fact that some items were removed from the girls. Uh, I'm assuming clothing items. Yeah. Possibly when... Because the, not the phone. I, this guy left the phone, which is... I, yep. I, that's a whole other can of beans. Correct. Unless she threw it and he couldn't find it. And he thought waiting in the area to try to find it was more dangerous than leaving the phone behind. Maybe. We'll know once we know what the crime scene was like. Right. Um, but also, um, the perpetrator redressed... The girls, and because they were redressed, you and I both know that there's a trait of some serial killers that they will redress them. In yeah. some instances, you know, they'll bathe the body. Ted Bundy and Real Keys, they'll pose, yeah. they'll put makeup on the bodies, right? Yep. So it's pretty fucked up that they even do that. But um, also, it's, it's said that some of the clothes patrician, were, it's awful. were, were mixed the... up. Yeah. So maybe he mixed up a shirt, put one of the girls' shirts on the other girl, something yep. like that. Yep. And to me, there's no way that this guy doesn't have more victims no no there's no fucking way that this guy went from zero to a fucking thousand yeah in one in one shot no okay i know he only moved to this area maybe a handful of years probably like he hadn't been living here his whole life okay so what i think maybe and that's my maybe the why they keep in the investigation open i don't know maybe they're searching for mysterious rapes murders missing girls from where he came from there's no way that he hasn't done something before yeah there's yeah. no way. But he doesn't have any prior, let's call it criminal record. Okay. Cause Maybe I was some say, vehicle. To... I think he's got some vehicle related stuff, but, but petty yeah. shit, nothing like, you know. But that just means he hasn't been fucking caught, Michael. Right. I was going to say, we need to go to the Indiana Department of Corrections site and see. But if there's nothing there, wow, that's impressive. Right. But I think he I think he actually even moved from out of state. I don't even know that where he moved from was another place in Indiana. I think he might have come from somewhere else. Also of note, police were digging around Richard Allen's home and yard. Uh, then the this only... Was, this uh, was very recent. Yeah. Well, the only reason to keep it open then is for accomplices. If he's especially if he's from out of state, there's no reason to keep this one open right. if they're satisfied that he's the guy. They found some things buried in some there was some fresh dirt. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm um, and perhaps some things that were burned very recently. So this guy definitely knew that yeah, they, were they were closing in yeah. somehow. Yeah. Um, I am dying to see and hear the rest of the footage. Yes. Will they ever release it, Michael? We don't know. I mean the public if it's is used, clamoring for if it. If it's used in the trial, we're gonna see it. Uh, unless it's not released because there are some motions to keep these records sealed. Even the pre trial stuff, they're they're having motion they're filing motions to even see if they're gonna they make the make this stuff public it? didn't they deny that though i, I thought everything was open i think that i'll they, have to look i might be confusing it with something else yeah it could be but i honestly think regardless of what's on the the recording yeah if these girls had to suffer it yeah or had to listen to hear or see whatever this guy said did yeah implied yes then so should we right and i think it's important to know because again he seemed very calm Yes. The girls didn't seem frantic. Right. How did he get them down there? Right. And if we can figure that out, yes. maybe we can use that information in the future yeah. to keep ourselves, our children, our friends, our family safe. Right. Because knowledge our podcast is, listeners. is power. Yes. I hope this motherfucker <laughs> gets life in prison with no possibility of parole. And they put him in Gen Pop. 
and let the chips fall where they may, Michael. And hopefully he doesn't find himself in a secluded area like the one that he took these girls to. Because I have a feeling it's not going to go well for Richard Allen in the clink. May not end well. Nor should it. Nope. We're going to keep a close eye, obviously. And uh, next time you're at the local CVS, (laughs) maybe pay special attention to the overnight manager slash pharmacy techs. Yeah. If they seem a little weird. Who knows what they're up to. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm really hoping this guy the worst. I'm hoping he gets yeah. the maximum he can get. I don't know if Indiana has the death penalty. I don't even want him to get the death penalty. I want him to be fucking tortured every single day that he's in jail. Because he's definitely fucking going to jail forever. There's no chance this guy's getting off easy. And I'm so here for it. I'm living for it. Okay. In Indiana, the death penalty is only available for the crime of murder. Mm-hmm. Well, and is available for murder only if the prosecution can prove the existence of at least one of 18 aggravating circumstances, which... I would have to think yes. that with these double... Double homicide. Murders that the cops are calling one of the most heinous things they've yeah. ever fucking seen. They're going to hit at least one of those. Yeah. Okay. So we've been going for a little while here... Uh, it's going to be a, a little bit of a longer episode. So we're going to do this last story fairly quick, but that's okay because the recommendation of this story has some homework for all of you. Ooh, um, I love homework. I'm such a nerd. Now, we've already done the homework. Mr. Mike, <laughs> well, you forgot to assign any homework for tonight. You and I have already done this homework. Okay. I would fucking hope so. Yeah. Why do we have a fucking show? So... For people who may not be familiar with this case, Mm -hmm. this case is going to change the way you watch trials and think about trials. People may have heard of this case of a guy who drove his SUV into a Christmas parade. Ah, yes. Back in 2021. Good old (laughs) Daryl. Six people died, including kids. Uh, Daryl Darrell (laughs) Brooks uh, was... Arrested and charged with six counts of intentional homicide and 70 other counts related <laughs> to, yeah. to this. Holy uh, shit. As he was moving through the legal system, he got the bright idea to fire his lawyers and represent, represent himself. Represent himself. Hey, I gotta love a pro say. Now, lawyer. Bundy represented himself, but... The that didn't go well. Um, <laughs> no, you don't say? We all know the old adage... Someone who represents themselves in court has a fool for a client. Right. Darrell Brooks certainly proved that fucking that. adage to a T. Law and Crime, the website slash YouTube channel, has the entire trial available for you to watch. And I just want to say that Michael and I spent almost an entire... Six, six hours, seven hours. Sunday or Saturday? Yeah, it was a Sunday, I think. Watching parts of this trial and it does not disappoint. It does not. You need to see if you're if you're of the opinion, I could represent myself. I've seen enough of these movies. I know enough of these cases. I know what I did or didn't do. Watch this footage and disabuse yourself of that notion right quick. He is out of control. He's a little motherfucker. He's and the kind of like your friend has a kid. Yeah. And you go, oh, we're all getting together. And they go, no, don't bring don't that bring little him. motherfucker. Yeah. He's such a motherfucker, that kid. He's just going to light like the, the cat's tail on fire. He's the kind of little fucking kid yeah. that you actually want to like, 
lure him into like a corner of a room where nobody can see and then just fucking smack him one because yeah. he's such a fucking little bastard yeah he's that kid um grown up yeah so you will laugh at his floundering of basic law and you will marvel at the patience this that judge, judge deserves some kind of an award let me tell you yeah so you will enjoy the character of the judge you will enjoy the character of Darrell Brooks you will enjoy the character of the prosecutors who unveil something oh. that they were not going to make a part of the trial until Brooks raises a related issue and Which the prosecutors the judge say, continuously yeah. tries to, I don't want to say help him, yeah. but sort of guide him because, okay, he isn't a lawyer. And to be fair, she is trying to give him yeah. like a fair shake and right. say, if you keep saying this, she sends the prosecution yeah. is going to be able to bring it in. Mm-hmm. And then anything related to what you're saying at all yep. is then opened up to the prosecution are you sure you want to keep bringing this up? Yeah. I'm advising you yeah. to maybe drop it. Yeah, and he did. So the prosecution said, all right, fine, we'll, t- we'll take this opportunity. So there's, there's stuff in this case that it's, it's well worth your time watching and, and doing that homework. But the real reason that I want to bring it up, other than suggesting that you fill some of your time with, with these clips, is to tell you once again about the how the criminal justice system failed these six people. At the time of the parade, which was November 21st, 2021, Darrell Brooks was out on a $1,000 cash bail related to charges filed against him earlier that November. He was charged with punching and running over the mother of his child. Wow. The crime he would later go on to commit. Just he was to, out on bail Just to for. a greater degree. He, yes. was just, he was up in the ante, bro. Yes. So... Uh, the DA said that his low bail was obviously a mistake. And, uh, well, obviously, sir. Thank you. Fucking captain. Obvious. He's still set for a jury trial for those charges. That's scheduled to start December 12th from running her over from running her over shit. Okay. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this at the start of the story. He has been found guilty and convicted of these six counts of murder for running over all of these people. Right. Um, because strangely, representing himself didn't work. It didn't really go well. And the thing that got me, though, like, again, we talked about the patience of this judge. And boy, let me tell you something. Yeah. She is a bad bitch. Mm-hmm. Like she, This woman is so amazing. Um, the way he disrespected her, oh, yeah. the court itself, yeah. Yeah. the bailiffs the jury yeah the prosecutors the victims mm-hmm. the witnesses he was yeah, literally the mother of his child he was literally grilling like looking with his eyes giving people dirty looks staring them down almost as if to say if you vote me guilty i'll find you yeah. but it was it was so threatening yeah. he was mocking things he was speaking out of turn he yep. was flailing around he took his fucking shirt off at one point <laughs> yep. michael yep. Okay, yeah. how the bailiffs didn't fu- he accused the bailiffs mm-hmm. of removing evidence from his table and he tried in a courtroom that has cameras <laughs> recording. He also tried to introduce evidence that he didn't have with him. Made up evidence <laughs> that 
the judge is like, if you have that, I would love to see it and we will allow it. But you can't just say that you have this evidence and we're just supposed to believe that you have it. Right. Where is it? It's not invisible. If you have it, bring it in. Other than that, stop bringing it up. So this happened in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Waukesha. 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 And the mother of his child has a quote here. Quote, he did a monstrous thing. Throw him in jail, under the jail, hang him. If they had the death penalty here, I would be for that. Wisconsin does not have the death penalty. Um, but he does have a criminal record that goes back to at least 1999. Jesus, please us. He killed six people. Sorry, what? <laughs> Whoa, what? The woman said, yeah, he has an extensive criminal record that goes back to at least 1999. That's crazy. And the woman said that she raised the child with barely any support from him and said he was never violent with me but maybe because he didn't have the opportunity because he was in and out of jail right right so just because he had a little more time in between stints right maybe he would have uh done something um it'll probably be no surprise what his sentences are but the sentencing is scheduled for november 15th and 16th because there are 76 charges to get through um, so we'll obviously, yet again, keep an eye on this. And I mean, keep he's going to have to get, like, so they have life with no parole, yes? Yes. So, I mean, yeah, I have a be... feeling with the way that he was treating, now, this isn't supposed to call your determination, yes. but it's definitely not going to do you any favors if you're opening, if you're openly, a threat. again, my brain, openly threatening, yeah. um, Every single person in the courtroom that when they go to deliberate about your sentence, buddy, I don't think that they're going to show you any leniency. That's another reason to watch the footage is just to watch the people in the background. The people in the background are just, there's steam coming out of their ears. You can just see their faces. They're, They're incredulous, Mike. Yeah. And when you say we watched, I mean, we spent... Hours, yeah. Six, seven hours just yep. going from clip to clip to clip to clip. Yep. You want to talk about incredulous. Did we not? And you will also, audience, you will pause it yeah. every five seconds to point something out or mm-hmm. make a comment or to yell at the screen or to just talk to the person that you're with about mm-hmm. the fact that you just hear and see what I just heard and saw because it's outrageous. It's outrageous. We it's outrageous were... to the nth degree. Obviously, he is guilty. Obviously, he is a train wreck, but we were even to the point of like how we would defend him yeah. because it's just so crazy the right. things he was doing. Like, well, don't say that. Right. Why didn't he object to that? Right. But he should have said it this way because it's so. But he's such a. He's so bad at he's it. He's such a little. Fuck. There's no he, other. He's just a little motherfucker. He's like, the kind you of have person. Have to grit your teeth when you say yeah. it like this little motherfucker right here, and like. The prosecution would object yep. and they'd say hearsay. Yep. And then he'd go and the judge would say sustained. sustained. Yep. And then he would go, grounds. <laughs> what grounds? And she would get and she would say hearsay. hearsay. <laughs> and he did it every, every time. fucking time. And then he would continue he, Darrell, yep. Daryl, would consistently object to every single thing the prosecution said yep. even though he already objected to it and the judge overruled it yep he would just keep doing it keep doing it yep just total disregard for the judge yes for the process yeah and for the court itself so just recklessly unbelievable 
Yeah. So just search for Darrell Brooks trial. Um, D-A-R-R-E-L-L. Brooks. You'll see some hilarious um, memes while you're at it. Yeah. Or just fine lawn crime. Um, so that's, that's some of your homework for the week. Um, but we also have some recommendations for you as well and check out our Instagram uh, for these recommendations. But we watched two additional documentaries this week. Mm-hmm. One is a three-part HBO special on the Murdaugh and that uh, Out of saga. South Carolina. Yeah. There's nothing really that you don't know. There's nothing new. However, there are interviews yes. with local people, his friends, yes. and it families is, and the victims. Yeah, it is still worth checking out. Um, you won't learn anything, like I said, but it is good to get the perspective of the locals and right. people who know and knew uh, the victims and the Murdaws. Right. Um, we also watched a Hulu documentary, which is only true crime in its uh, relation to financial fraud and money laundering and Donald Trump. Um, but we watched something called... God forbid. God forbid about the Falwells. Oh, sorry, I just threw up in my mouth. Yeah, it is gross. Falwell Jr. Yeah, and his wife um, and the pool boy Michael. Yes, it is now. Generally, Michael, yeah. I'd be interested in a story like that for other reasons. Yeah, but <laughs> this is fucking wild. And yeah. yo, this kid, the pool boy, John yeah. Carlo Granda. Yeah. Is my fucking hero. Him and his sister, yeah. if they ever come to town, let me know and we're taking you guys out for dinner because, yeah. listen, yeah. they were so forthright, yeah. vulnerable, yes. honest, yeah. and frank. Yeah, they were... To their own detriment. Oh, they yeah. weren't sugarcoating nope. his role in it or the things that he did or how he felt or his embarrassment mm-hmm. or he's obviously mortified about the whole situation. Oh, yeah. Good for you, honey. Hats off, Giancarlo. You know, the documentary towards the end does try to draw the line between this affair and then Donald Trump being able to sack the Supreme Court. Right. How they get there makes total sense in the documentary. I'm not going to explain it because if you're confused by that, go watch the documentary. Yeah. Um, It's actually not that confusing. Yeah. It's it's, pretty fucking straightforward. Yeah. It's, it's, it doesn't sound like it might be related, but it is. We can thank the repeal of, Roe v. Wade, we can thank Giancarlo's dick for it, basically. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, just like a healthy dose of our friend yeah. Michael Cohen. Yeah, Michael Sorry, Cohen. Sorry, I just threw up again <laughs> in my mouth. Michael Cohen is a uh, is another villain, uh, has an opportunity to become a villain again oh, in this he's piece. He's so good at just being a fucking he's such asshole. A, oh, God, he's such a scumbag. So good at it, you know? So, yeah, lots of updates, lots of things ongoing, lots of stuff that we've watched. Recommend that you watch. Next week, I think we'll have a regular episode. Yeah. There's a story. Uh, yeah, we'll be more focused. A Bruin that I think we're both going to enjoy. I have, I All I did was read a headline. Yeah. Actually, someone sent it to me on Instagram. Mm. Uh, I briefly clicked on the link. I got sort of the headline of it, and I went, no, no, no. <laughs> and I forwarded it to Michael. Yeah. I think this is going to be one that everyone's going to yep. enjoy in like a, I hate to say morbid. enjoy, but in a morbid yep. way, it's yep. going to be a doozy. Yeah. So we're all friends here. We're going to try to hit that one next week. Yep. And um, in the meantime, like Michael said, follow us on our socials to get our recommends and any updates that are going on with us at MAF 
podcast show. And you'll see images from the stories, um, victims, perpetrators, maps, locations. I try to keep it uh, pretty streamlined, but pretty interesting for the things that uh, that we post up there. You can email us if you have questions about any of the sly references that we do, <laughs> if there's any cases you want to draw attention to, if there's any recommends that you have that you want us to check out. I Listen, I love a good murder doc recommends from people. So, yeah. so I am all us, about it. Yeah, email us, mafpodcastshow at gmail.com. We got the YouTube page, mm-hmm. Murder Amongst Friends Podcast. And uh, again, thank you to everybody for uh, sticking with us as we are kind of getting through the end of the year here with this irregular schedule. I had a couple biopsies taken, so hopefully I get some results soon and we can start coming up with a plan uh, to get me back to, I don't want to say 100%. I've never been, I've never <laughs> been 100% not. since the day I was born, but <laughs> at least back on the, the positive side of the spectrum anyway. To the pass fail. Yeah. <laughs> It'll yeah. get you back to pass. Right. Yeah. As we wait for that to happen. Yes. We will keep you posted as always. And, um... Stay out of that local CVS. Maybe go to Walgreens next time. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.